1: Greetings, everyone, and thanks to Kenny for that cool Star Wars Darth Vader mashup uh, with uh, the uh, Star Trek uh, intro theme uh, that I put a call out for a contest a few weeks ago. Uh, Slowly sort of getting uh, through playing all those. Thanks for that, Kenny. Very cool. I think that he said that was some kind of an iPhone app that allows you to change your voice, uh, which uh, is pretty neat. I I wonder what some of the other ones are on there. Anyway... Today uh, is uh, today is April the what is it the twenty fourth? Yeah, <laughs> happy Easter. Uh, yeah, it's April twenty fourth, two thousand and eleven. Happy Easter, everyone! Uh, to those that celebrate uh, this day of eating candy and 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 other religious significance, I guess eating candy isn't really religious, is it? <laughs> but anyway, um, today is podcast three hundred and twenty eight for Treks in Sci Fi. And I'm Rico, your host. If you don't know that by now, if you're new to the show, uh, welcome aboard. Uh, Today we will be looking at the... uh, (laughs) I'm really messed up this morning. All right, let's start over. Greetings, everyone. No, I'm not going to really start over completely. No. We're going to look at the Voyager episode Collective, which is from the sixth season of Star Trek Voyager. This is the ep- episode, basically, we'll call it, uh, should have been named The Borg Kids. This is where they find the Borg Kids out there uh, floating around still, you know, part of the collective, and, and they get rescued and all good things happen. I think I'm gonna just going to play the episode and comment uh, for it, and that should be fun. Uh, we'll have some other usual Trek news, catch up on some things, uh, things that are going on uh, that I've been up to, and, and all kinds of fun, geeky topics and subjects. And uh, on this week's edition of... Trex in sci-fi. Welcome back to the show, everyone, and I hope everybody is having a good day. Uh, if you're listening to this early in your work week, or, or even if you're listening to it even on Easter or late on Easter, uh, welcome uh, to the podcast. Uh, uh, this uh, this week we're going to be having uh, kind of a typical, what I call uh, the classic style of Treks and sci-fi. going to cover a Trek episode, talk about some news and other things. Last week we did that cheesy sci-fi uh, podcast. I think that went pretty well. There's so many shows that you could talk about, and there was a pretty good thread going on the forum about sort of what is a cheesy sci-fi show and what isn't. Uh, I, I guess it's a little bit of the you know the eye of the beholder, and I, I think uh, the shows that I covered kind of fit the criteria for the most part. Uh, I, I think they, they all sort of have this humorous uh, sort of uh, side to them. Uh, cheesy. The other thing that we were talking about was whether it just shows start to look dated after a while and if that's a factor. But, I, you know, I wouldn't like, for example, call, even though it looks a little bit dated in some ways the, these days, uh, the original Star Trek, I wouldn't call it cheesy. Maybe to some it might be, especially a couple of episodes. But overall, it's, it's very seriously done. Uh, the, it, it certainly has a dated look to it. Well... I don't know. I, I think it doesn't have that dated of a dated of a look, except when they go on some of those alien planets with the styrofoam rocks that all look about the same. But uh, when they're aboard the ship, I think it looks pretty good. But anyway, that I wouldn't qualify. You know, even though it has maybe a dated, slightly dated look to it, it's not really cheesy in my opinion. But like the older Buck Rogers, I feel is and so forth, just because it has such a, a Uh, sort of a wink at the camera kind of humor quality to it. But I don't want to talk about that again because I spent a whole podcast talking about it last weekend. Today, uh, to start off with, what I wanted to really mention or one of the things I wanted to mention that I don't mention a huge amount but I wanted to point out to people were a couple of other websites that I I do some stuff on that I wanted to, uh, rather than just sort of sliding them in at the very end of the podcast, I wanted to kind of highlight if you don't know about these. The first one is a site that I started... Uh, at least a couple of years ago, I guess now, uh, called Geekplay.tv, not .com or .net, but .tv. So Geekplay, uh, all one word, Geekplay.tv. The idea that I had with this website that I started uh, was I was finding, and I had found this to be the case over the years, uh, going to different conventions and as uh, different TV series and things were released on DVD, that there was still a good little handful of what I consider really classic kind of fun TV shows and a couple of movies also that I put up but uh, that have not been, still have not been for the most part, released on DVD yet. Uh, I'm talking about shows like Man from Atlantis, uh, The Magician with Bill Bixby from the 70s, what else, Misfits of Science with a very young Courtney Cox, uh, shows like this uh, they they never made it, or haven't made it yet at least to DVD. So I have found copies of these. There are people that have recorded them off of TV like for example I just put up yesterday the rest of the magician TV series with Bill Bixby I only ran for 22 episodes back in the early to mid 70s, but it's never been released on DVD there are people it has run and reruns on in syndication in a way uh, I think one of the recent times it ran was on the sci-fi channel actually not really a sci-fi show but I could see the appeal sort of as a fantasy kind of element to it uh, Bill Bixby played the magician who used his skills with you know that area uh, you know like being able to get out of traps and locks and things like that to help people. There was a lot more to it. I thought the show was fantastic. I loved it. And it it ran only like about a season or so. But anyway, there was a run of that on the Sci-Fi Channel. People have recorded it and Put it off onto uh from uh, recordings onto DVD, and I've gotten some copies, they're not the greatest of copies, but they're pretty good, they're watchable, I think. And I've flash encoded it and put it up on geekplay.tv for people to watch. You just go to that website, click on the video jukebox, and you'll find a whole little collection of different things there. I put some old Gene Roddenberry movies. The funny thing about this is that I'm finding slowly some of the shows that I've even put up there have slowly started to come out on, on DVD. One of the shows. Was uh, Tales of the Gold Monkey with Stephen Collins. Yeah, everyone knows him from the first Star Trek movie. He's been uh, 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 an actor for a lot of years. He did that show Seventh Heaven for many years. He also recently played a sort of a villain role on uh, a series that I like called No Ordinary Family but he was on this Tales of the Gold Monkey. and It was sort of a uh, Indiana Jones type uh, spin-off in a way. He was sort of this soldier of fortune, a pilot he lived on a uh, you know kind of a, a a fun life, I guess you could say on this little island out in the Pacific and anyway, uh, that show just recently came out on DVD even though I put up some older not so great copies on uh, geekplay.tv. But anyway, go to the site, check it out. Uh, if you'd like to help support it, there's a PayPal donation link there for that to help me uh, purchase some of these other uh, little-known or not little-known, well, sometimes little-known uh, but but sort of lost uh, sci-fi and fantasy series and get them up there on the site. and. And maybe it will be uh, an encouragement for people to put out official versions of these. I, I hope so. I- I'd really love to see Man from Atlantis especially. That's another one that I really love that I hope comes out uh, sometime on an official DVD release of that. Uh, that was a great show with Patrick Duffy as the man from Atlantis. So, And the other site that I'm st- starting to try to get back to updating is Job for a Hero. That's Job for a Hero all together, you know. Spellitout.com. And this website, I started also a couple of years ago, and this was sort of a direct result. This website was a way for me to sort of make uh, cartoons and vent some of the feelings that I was having at the time of of being unemployed, of being laid off for my job, and, and, and just some of the different things that go on at different workplaces that I think are sort of universal. And what I use to create the comic is I use little still screenshots from World of Warcraft I made a little character in World of Warcraft and he runs around and and he uh, he sort of has uh, different jobs and he's trying to get new jobs and things happen to him and he has some companions this little black cat named jester that kind of uh, mocks him at times in a way it, it's a lot of fun I haven't in in the last year or so updated it like I was when I was uh, unemployed I had more time obviously to do it then. But I'm starting to try to get back to it. I'm trying to get to at least a weekly update schedule of, of putting up a new comic uh, once a week or so on that site. I've got actually uh, got a, a couple of ideas for new ones to put up. I want to try to do one maybe later even today or tomorrow, so I look for one there. But uh, anyway, I wanted to point out those two websites, and there's a bunch of more. I'll, I'll, links to a lot of that stuff is over at trexandsci-fi.com. And you will find more information there. But check out uh, geekplay.tv and jobforahero.com. And let me know what you think. Shoot me an email. I think there are links to email me uh, from those websites. You can always email me at treksf@gmail.com. gmail.com.
2: Where is the doctor?
3: I've been running. The faster than I've ever run. Now it's time for me to stop. I'm going to need a SWAT team ready to mobilise, street level maps covering all of Florida, a pot of coffee, 12 jammy Dodgers and a fez. Somewhere different, somewhere brand new. I wear a Stetson now. Stetsons are cool.
2: We've been recruited. Recruited by who? You're
3: going to have to trust us this
2: time. You have to do this and you can't ask
3: why. In your hands Amelia Bond. You see these eyes They're old eyes and one thing I can tell you
2: monsters are real
1: Okay, let's talk about what's going on in the world of sci-fi TV, movies, uh, Star Trek news and all that. We'll start off with uh, just general television sci-fi talk. Uh, the biggest thing I wanted to mention and, and talk about and I'm not going to give out any spoilers But I watched the premiere episode of the new season, or the new series, as the UK folks call it, of Doctor Who with Matt Smith. This is his second series or second season uh, playing the part of Doctor Who. I watched that episode last night. Uh, BBC America is airing these now. Pretty much the same day they come out in the UK, so that's pretty cool. We get them, you know, a few hours later because of the time difference. But uh, so BBC America is airing those. Uh, probably, I guess each Saturday was when they're when they'll be coming out uh, as the season goes on. I think they usually do about a dozen or so, 12, 13 episodes per series or per season. Anyway, the first one uh, showed up last night. Uh, I loved it. I, I think Matt Smith. I've said this. Many times in the podcast over the last year or so when he's been playing the part, I was a little doubtful. I love David Tennant in the role, but Matt Smith has just really charmed his way into my uh, you know, Doctor Who area of my heart. And I love the show. The, the cast is great. The stories, the writing, everything, the acting. And the fun thing about this first episode, and it isn't really a spoiler in my opinion because it's been out in previews and pictures for a long time, is some of it, uh, they did sort of a a first, I guess it's a first, I'm not a Doctor Who expert, but first time they ever came to the United States and did some filming. So the doctor, you know, instead of uh, being over... You know, in England and running around London or wherever uh, in the UK, he was uh, here in the States. So uh, that was pretty cool to see. And, and uh, anyway, I'm not going to say really anything more detailed about the plot. at all. watch it, and uh, I think you'll love it if you're if you're not a Doctor Who fan. I I, I just can't urge you enough to watch this series and start uh, uh, watching it. I think you could start even with this season if you wanted to, but. I would suggest at least going back maybe to the previous season with Matt Smith and watching that one through. Or, you know, even better, go watch the whole sort of restart of the series that happened back in about 2005. And I think this is about the sixth season of it or series of it since it restarted like that. But, uh, you know, our usual crew, uh, Hawkeye Meds, Meds, and Kenny, you know, they usually do those shows Uh, and Casey do the Doctor Who episodes occasionally uh, throughout uh, the run of the series. And I think they're going to do two. Med said something about trying to do one uh, and then do another one at the end of it, uh, guest casts. So those should be coming up, and those are a lot of fun. But, again, uh, if you're not watching this series, you're really missing out. I know Doctor Who, I think, for a long time, at least for people in the United States, kind of had this sort of, you know, it was a little kiddie show. They, they, you know, they there's a lot of people that I think think of the older Doctor Who, where maybe the pr- production values weren't the same and the stories maybe, uh, you know, not not quite where they are these days. Let's just say. And but anyway, long story short, or shorter, make it a little shorter. <laughs> I think it's great. It's I love it. The the only thing that I don't care for two things about the way this airing thing is working out is. BBC America, they are making an effort to not cut it. I've read that they are not, and Kenny pointed this out on the forums, that they're not cutting these episodes. In other words, there's nothing, no little bits chopped out of them to fit them into an hour-long airtime here in the States, which is good. But it's still a little annoying when they slide the commercial breaks in. They never seem to be able to find a good place to put those. You know, these episodes are aired, I think, in the U.K. commercial-free. That's the way they do things there on their networks and the BBC and everything. I, I guess they have adverts between shows, I think, is the way it works. And it's also paid for by the public in a way so that they don't have to, you know, cram all these advertisements during the show. But but BBC America has to slide them in during the show. The other thing that I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in is, at least on my cable at Comcast where I live here in Michigan, it's not an HD that I can tell. It's... it's it's not, it, it, I would really, I'm S I'm looking all over my cable system to find like, you know, a lot of channels now they'll have a non HD version of it and an HD channel, you know, it'll be like number 65 is the BBC America normal version. And then like 220 or whatever is the HD, but I can't find a HD version of it. So I'm a little disappointed by that. I, uh, I may have to find another way to get it on the net anyway, to have an HD version. Cause it's, I just love the show and I'm getting so used to watching uh, television in HD that when I go back to watching sort of standard deaf, it's like I'm blind. I just, I don't think my eyes are that bad or anything, you know, but it's, it's just on a big screen TV and you're sitting back in the, in the, uh, in my little Rico cave here. It, it's just not as nice when it's not in HD. So, uh, two little quibbles, but other than that, great episode, great series, watch it. Uh, what else have I been uh, catching up on? Smallville is back, and that's fun. I've been watching that, and they've been putting some previews out there for the season finale, which is coming up on the 13th of May. Uh, so look forward to seeing that. Uh, I've been a big fan. I've watched Smallville the whole way through. I uh, love the show, and I'm really looking forward to They're really, really pushing and hinting that Clark is finally going to wear the suit and fly in these, uh, in, in the last episode, I'm sure. They also are starting to push him wearing glasses and having this sort of bumbling alter ego of Clark Kent on the show, which, you know, for years on Smallville, he was just walking around like a normal guy, no glasses. He didn't have this alter ego of playing this sort of, you know, clumsy kind of, uh, you know, a character that was sort of a nerd and got pushed around so that people wouldn't associate him with this hero, with what they call in the show still the blur uh, character. Although that it's going to be a little, you're going to have to. It's going to be a little hard to swallow to a degree, <laughs> especially if he shows up and just sort of stands there in front of like a crowd, you know, smiling in his super suit, where the, this whole town of you know S- Smallville and Metropolis that has grown or that Clark has grown up in, you know, where he never wore glasses and he never really the whole Superman thing with the glasses anyway forever t- has been sort of a joke in my opinion about, you know, that that people really don't recognize him <laughs> it's like really really the glasses make him look that different and his voice and his size and everything i don't know but that that's uh i guess something you just have to swallow when you when you watch that uh when you watch superman so uh what else has been going on brent spiner i don't think i mentioned this yet because i think it just found out about it recently but brent spiner maybe i did last week i don't know things start to run together Brent Spiner is doing a little web series called Fresh Hell which is sort of a yeah I think now that now that I'm thinking about it, I did mention this on last week's podcast but anyway uh, check it out the, the third episode uh, is up on YouTube now just type in Brent Spiner Fresh Hell and you'll find it. You can also find a lot of links to the Trek stories over at trekmovie.com which is where I get a lot of my uh, stories for uh, related to Trek and and they, they put other sci-fi stuff up there too. Like, there's some really cool pictures up there right now that Chris Doohan, uh, who is uh, James Dewan Scotty's uh, son, has put up uh, some family photos of uh, his father when uh, they had the premieres of Star Trek 4 and 6. You'll see some of the other Star Trek uh, classic actors there, and they're signing uh, their names, their, their autographs in cemented Gramman's Chinese Theater, and it's some really nice photos. So check that out uh, when you get a chance. Uh, and uh, there's some updates to Star Trek Online. If you're a gamer, I've been playing mostly World of Warcraft. Uh, and, oh, one other thing Trek-related I wanted to mention. There's a U-Star, uh, which is this sort of karaoke uh, way of putting you in scenes for movies and TV shows. Is it got an update with uh, allowing you to put yourself into scenes from Star Trek, the original series, Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, this one's called uh, U-Star 2, and you can put yourself into uh, interacting with Wharf or, or Q or the Gorn. It, it's, it's pretty neat, and I guess this works with, uh, I think, Xbox and PlayStation 3. I'm reading the blurb here, yeah. U-Star 2 is a console game for the Kinect for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 utilizing the PlayStation I. So basically, it allows you to sort of film yourself, and then you can uh, insert yourself into these videos with uh, some of these classic scenes from Trek, and then you can post them up on YouTube and, and things like that. Sounds like a fun little thing. If you've got, if you're somebody that has a Kinect or a uh, PlayStation Eye, it may be something fun for you to do. I don't know if you can do this. I don't think you can do it on your PC if you have like a webcam, which kind of surprises me. It seems that would be a an easy natural way to do this, uh, but uh, that uh, it's a fun little game you could get and pick up if you're into, uh, if you've got those kinds of uh, add-on equipment pieces for your uh, your consoles, your game consoles. So uh, I think that's about it. I'm about 20 minutes or so into the podcast. I'm going to take a short break. I will come back and we will get into uh, covering and commenting as I play the Star Trek Voyager episode Collective.
2: Hey, this is Ethan Phillips from Star Trek
3: Voyager, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi.
1: Okay, here we go with the episode from Voyager called Collective.
0: Heart, heart.
1: Little heart. poker game going on here heart, on the Delta heart. Flyer.
0: You might
3: as well be showing us Kote, your Chakotay, Neelix. Neelix, This is a Harris, game of strategy, deception.
1: And Harry Kim. Never let the opponents know your hand. Right.
4: Ten. I see your ten and raise you twenty. Nelix? I'm thinking.
1: This is not a uh, common occurrence. This twenty. is actually the first time you see other twenty poker being huh. played uh, on track. I don't know any better. I'd after say we're being hustled. Tng finale innocent routine
4: I don't know what
3: you're talking about I, I, this is the first time I've played what is it called poker, poker. Uh, look why don't we make things a little more interesting forget the chips let's bet on tomorrow's work detail all right whoever wins this hand gets the morning off I'm in I'm in sounds good to me what have you got two pair Just, does that be the flush <laughs> I knew you were bluffing. That beats me, Tom.
1: Oh, but the game is a little interrupted. Getting... There's a Borg cube right in front of them. <laughs> and I had a full house. It's kind of like, you know, where were all the alerts? They're practically crashing into this Borg cube. Where are the alerts on the on the uh, Delta Flyer going off? And I'm going to dial down the... Uh, Opening music here, theme to Voyager. Uh, anyway, this episode, like I said, is from the sixth season of Voyager, uh, pretty far along in the series, actually. And uh, I think it's a pretty interesting one, and it also has some things that have some significance for future episodes in Voyager's history, because, they, of course, they run into these Bork children, and that leads to some changes uh, aboard Voyager the future so uh, you know i like episodes like that in a way that they're not just standalone that they have some meaning throughout the the history and and what goes on in the rest of the show they have some impact in things and they're not just like hey they run into this alien they they fight them off and then they go on their merry way so let me give you some uh, background let me look this up here on good old memory alpha uh, this episode was let's see, was the 133rd of 168 produced episodes of Voyager. It is the teleplay is by Michael Taylor, story was by Andrew Shepard Price and Mark Gaberman, yeah, and uh, directed by Allison Liddy. Yeah, you know, this episode I think is uh, it's got a lot of fun stuff in it, a lot of cool moments. And is especially in, uh, has has a lot of impact for seven of nine, of course, too. So, uh, anyway, we're coming back uh, to the episode now aboard the Delta Flyer, and uh, right in front of a smack in front of a Borg cube. <laughs> it's like, uh, hello. I can't shake
4: them. Return fire. Why didn't our sensors detect them?
1: Looks like they used a dispersal field to mask their approach. Oh, well, okay, they answered my question there, the problem there. Too much damage to the plasma injectors.
3: Harry, get down there and see what you can do.
1: I like the Delta Flyer.
3: Oh, Shields down 18%! Harry, status. I need time to clear the injectors. Sure. The cube's power output is fluctuating. And we're still in the game. Bring us about. Target the propulsion matrix. We've lost phasers. Armed photon torpedoes. Fire when ready. We knocked out their main propulsion system. Good.
1: Now get us out of here. That's your time. one powerful little ship, you know, the Delta Flyer. They've got us in a tractor beam.
3: Harry, we need warp power now. We lost two more relays. I can't. Harry engines are offline we are the borg your
4: biological and technological
1: distinctiveness will be added to our own resistance is fueled yeah 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 we've heard it before come on give it a rest so they're being pulled into inside the cube of course here big tractor being pulled in i think the delta flyer one of the things that i like there is it shows it sort of has a little bit of an advantage in a fight like this. It's a lot more small, maneuverable, not as big a target as a big, uh, you know, big galaxy-class starship.
3: Nelix, uh, Commander? It's alright. You were unconscious, but I don't think you're injured. I was dreaming you'd been assimilated. Your subconscious was jumping the gun, but not by much. From the look of this room, I'd say we're in an assimilation chamber.
1: Having Where's a little Harry? nice uh, snapple uh, raspberry green well, we've got tea to today.
3: Find him. We need to get our bearings first. Figure out what's going on. We're in a Borg cube and Harry's missing. That's what's going on.
1: That's probably Sir? not good. Yeah. And they are uh, in this room. Uh, and they're, Nobody we know. they find like some kind of a Borg on a table that doesn't look like it's very active. Some
4: kind of botched assimilation.
3: From the looks of it?
1: They've taken are they their own weapons, for? communicators. There's three more
4: potential
3: drones here! Stay calm. Calm? We're in the Chamber of Horrors, or haven't you noticed? We're not drones yet. If we keep our heads, maybe we can find a way out. There's a force field around this room. Let's try to disable it.
1: There's some uh, instruments and things on a table there where they had this Borg that they were trying to assimilate. Ion and they ends. Picked them ahead. up to try to. Uh, I'm detecting
0: another vessel. Bearing work on out. mark It's a Borg cube. Red alert. Alter course to intercept. Adjust shields to rotating frequencies. Have they detected us?
3: Unclear. The vessel's holding position.
0: As soon as we're within sensor range, start scanning for the away team. On screen. The propulsion system is offline. The damage is not that severe. The drones should have repaired it by now. Lucky for us, they didn't, or we'd never have caught up with them. Any sign of our people?
1: Uh, Seven not Nine, yet. she's a little disappointed in her old friends. they are targeting our warp core. Shields are holding.
0: Return fire, aim for their weapons array. Now they're going after our impulse engines. That one was meant for our sensors. They can't seem to make up their minds. Their attack
2: strategy is erratic, inefficient.
3: And finished. We've disabled their weapons.
0: That was too easy.
3: Yeah. Maybe they're in
0: worse shape than we thought.
3: I'm think? thinking of non-Borg life signs. One of them is definitely Salaxian. It looks as though they haven't been assimilated yet.
0: Try to get a transporter lock. Their shields are interfering. Target their shield generator and fire. Captain, I believe I can explain the unusual behavior of these Borg. There
2: should be thousands of drones manning the vessel. But I'm picking up only five signatures.
3: We are the Borg. You will be assimilated. Resistance is futile. Yeah. It doesn't sound like they've lost their confidence. Their shield generators are too deep inside the vessel.
1: There's only five of us and a whole bunch of of you.
0: Borg vessel. This is the Starship Voyager. You're holding our crewmen. We're willing to cease firing if you return them. Negotiation is irrelevant. You will be assimilated. Not today and not by you. Agree or I'll resume firing. They are scanning us.
3: We will return your crew members in exchange for specific technology.
0: Talk about unusual behavior. The Borg negotiating? What technology? Your navigational deflector. Disengage it from your secondary hull. Mute
3: audio. If we surrender our deflector, we'll be dead in space. We won't be able to go to warp.
2: What would they want with it? When their communications array was damaged, it severed their link to the Collective. They intend to adapt our deflector to regain it.
0: And call for reinforcements? That's the last thing we need. We'll have to stall them until we can find another way out of this. I'll consider the exchange. But first I want to be certain my crewmen are unharmed and alive. You have scanned our vessel. Our scans were inconclusive. We want to see them for ourselves. You may transport one
4: individual.
1: Well, I'm thinking it's gonna be uh, our, our Borg girl here, Seven of Nine, how about if we send her over? Is that okay with you guys? maybe she can adapt your technology to a voyager so this has got to be a little bit disconcerting for uh, 7 to be back aboard a borg, borg cube at this point in time you know she's she's really been integrated with voyager's crew and team and and you know there are still parts of her i think that like the efficiency of the borg and always focused will 63 01 but she also understands humans and, and friendship more now and all that. And this uh, this situation here is, is, you know, probably not the greatest. So she's making her way through the cube. Comes on this sort of, uh, well, we'll call it uh, the nursery, I, I guess is the best way to put it. She sees a small baby inside a um, liquid area, like you know, floating almost like an amniotic fluid, and there's some Borg implants on the infant baby. And now she runs into another group of Borg, but these time they're all mostly smaller children, from about Seven teenagers or younger.
2: These drones have not fully matured. Where are the others?
3: There are no others. The Drones aboard this vessel are
1: deactivated. We are the Borg. So it's the Borg kids, and they're uh, they're the only ones left aboard right now.
4: A Borg designation.
0: She's like us.
4: Not like us. She's damaged. Her infrastructure has been removed.
2: We could fix her.
4: You will add to our perfection.
2: You are neonatal drones. You should still be in maturation chambers.
3: We've matured long enough.
2: Doubtful. Your thoracic nodes haven't formed yet. You're incomplete. You'll continue to malfunction. You must return to your maturation chambers. Comply. Don't
3: listen to her. We tried to go back in. The chambers were offline.
2: What happened to the adult drones? We don't know.
3: Irrelevant. Don't tell her anything.
2: vessel has been severely damaged. You won't be able to repair it alone. I can help you. But first you must release the hostages. That wasn't the agreement. I've modified the agreement. <laughs> I didn't realize I'd be dealing with children.
1: I've altered Behavior the agreement. Erratic. I can't be I do certain of no modifications. Further. She must have watched we a lot of you the uh, Empire Strikes Back.
3: Give us the deflector. Comply.
1: Yeah. Comply. That, that's not going to happen, okay, kid. You know? Take me to them. One thing about this I find kind of interesting, and I can't recall right now. If she tries to resist,
3: assimilate her.
1: Yeah, that probably is not going to work either. The, The thing I wonder about this is that, you know, Borg... Borg children maturation chambers and all of that. Wouldn't they once they're sort of like connected in second, know all the Borg the second to info in the that chambers. just like all the other no. Borg would know? First. You know, I guess I it, it, could if there's damage to the their systems, it wouldn't work.
4: I became second, and he became first.
2: So you've established a chain of command, a hierarchy. We're a collective. A collective of five on a vessel. Normally run by 5,000. What makes you think you'll survive?
3: When we reestablish our link with the Borg,
1: they will come for us. They do a nice job here with the, the makeup on the kids, and uh, even though I think the real little ones don't quite play Borg as well, but that's that's a Commander, little bit of acting issues, I think.
2: I wish to see if they're injured. Seven? Don't let their appearance fool you. They are in control of this vessel. And all of its armaments. Are you injured?
3: Nothing serious.
2: A previous tenant. We were trying to perfect our assimilation techniques. You failed. One of these captives was attempting to disconnect the security field.
4: Actually, I was just trying to...
2: Ah! That was unnecessary.
4: He is not permanently damaged.
2: He learned his lesson. The are prepared to negotiate for your release. I will return for you.
3: Give my regards to Harry.
1: So anyway, they're not, uh, you know, they're not too easily duped these kids, but they, uh... I'm
2: not authorized to give you technology. I must report back to the. They're certainly
1: looking for more of a leader than they have right now. Agreed.
2: I also need to take an adult drone and a data node back to Voyager for analysis. Why? Something happened on this vessel that none of us understand. If it happens again, it could endanger all of you.
1: I'm just trying to help. I'm one of you, really, really. Well, except for my little red cat suit no that I'm wearing yet, and my blonde hair and most of the Borg care. parts being Could gone. I'm really like you, other, other than that.
0: Unlikely. Seven said they didn't seem to be aware of his presence.
3: If he ejected in an escape pod, we would have detected his beacon by now. Try to
0: activate his comm badge. Match the carrier wave to a Borg interlink frequency. They shouldn't detect it. Aye, Captain.
1: All right, so now we're back to we board Voyager, obviously in sickbay. The sick bigger bay. they come, the harder they fall. Behold the David that slew our Goliath.
3: A pathogen. A space-borne virus that adapted to Borg physiology. It's inert now, but in its virulent state, it attacked the drones and killed them. Why weren't the juveniles infected?
2: A maturation chamber is designed to protect developing drones. Malfunctions caused by the deaths of the adults led several of the chambers to open prematurely.
3: Does this pathogen only target the Borg? The Borg and other cybernetic organisms it encounters. You're not thinking of using it as a biological weapon.
1: Oh, yes, I am. I'm a security officer.
3: We could neutralize the drones without harming the away team. Neutralize? You mean murder, don't you? Captain, they're children. Need I remind you Their these children have committed murder themselves in their futile attempts to assimilate others.
0: Seven, tell me something. You saw them, Talk to them. Do you think they'll kill the hostages if we don't give them what they want? Yes.
1: Okie dokie then. Well. I want
0: that pathogen as an option, Doctor but I won't consider using it until I've seen these drones for myself. think you can arrange that. Then you're with me.
1: So, uh, you know, it seems a little odd to me that they didn't find Harry on the Delta Flyer. I mean, wouldn't they have scanned the vessel to make sure that, you know, they got all the people off it? But now he's waking up inside the engine area on, on the Delta Flyer, uh, he's like, "Ooh, where is everyone?" So he's getting a signal too. You can see the delta flyer has been pulled inside. He, it's pretty Computer, cool. Pretty cool. Identify uh, the source of this contact.
4: Starship Voyager. I need to respond on the same carrier wave. That procedure will require significant modifications.
1: Not sure why oh, is that to worry. keep the, the Borg from listening in? Out. I guess that's why that, that they're trying to do it some way so that the uh, the Borg don't listen. in. now they're sort of panning away from where the Delta Flyer is held. It's pretty pretty neat a shot there. It looks like there's some other vessels that the Borg Cube is pulled inside from other uh, races.
0: Why are you here? I wanted to make a new proposal. We've already
1: negotiated.
0: You've seen the hostages. Oh,
1: this guy now just needs a little slap, a little Borg agreed. slap, I'd say.
0: Maybe it's hard for you to accept, but you don't have to rejoin the Hive. Our doctor can remove your implants, you can come with us. You were individuals yourselves not long ago. Children with families. You were abducted and assimilated. I recognize your species. You're Brunali. And you're Norcadian. Do you remember your world?
2: A Theta-class planetoid. Population 260 million. Binary suns.
0: And what did it look like when those suns set each night? Can you remember that? Irrelevant! The deflector, now! We need more time. That deflector array is essential to our... No! (laughs) No! Give it to us! Or what? You'll assimilate me? That won't solve your problem. I can't give you Voyager's Deflector, but maybe we can repair your technology. Clarify. Seven knows a good deal about Borg systems. You have two hours.
2: I don't know the extent of the damage. It could take longer.
3: Two hours or your hostages die.
1: One thing, you know, even though these are Borg and they're Don't children, come back here, Captain. it seems like they could have easily gotten aboard a security team and just pretty much taken these Borg out, stunned them, you know, or something like that. So I know they're trying to negotiate and reason with them, and they think being kids, they, they could do that easily. But, but, to me, almost the easiest way would have been to just sort of storm the place. There's only five of them. I mean, how many times did, us
0: another two hours. did, the, did the TNG
1: crew go up against it the Borg and take right? out a whole bunch did more than that? Team? Adult I'm not, but drones. Me
0: our people haven't been harmed.
1: You don't have to kill them, just stun with
0: adolescent drones. them. With exactly. Drones. Mature Borg are predictable. They'll ignore you or assimilate you. But these juveniles, they're unstable. They are contemptuous of authority. Convinced that they are superior.
3: Typical adolescent behavior for any species.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a but I'm still kind of with Bolana. It's like, Seven. you know, why are no. we messing with them? Let's just go in and it's take hairy.
0: them out. I'm clearing it up now.
1: But, you know, it makes it makes it, it more interesting episode.
0: We're receiving you, Ensign. Where are you?
1: Still in the flyer.
3: It's locked up in some kind of hangar bay along with two alien ships. I have isolated his coordinates.
0: How close is he to their shield generator?
3: Roughly 800 meters.
0: Harry, are there any plasma charges aboard the flyer? Yes, ma'am. In that case, how do you feel about going for a little walk? I could use the exercise. Tuvok will guide you to the shield generator. If you destroy it, you won't have to make the trip back.
1: Understood. So they've got a couple little... Angle's here working on help help the board repair their ship with 7-to-9 or have Harry I blow have up the their shield uh, generator so they can uh, basically beam everybody out.
4: You were a drone for 18 years. Correct. I accessed your data file. Why? I thought it might be relevant.
1: I like you. Do you want to go out and have some Borg uh, fluids like? together or something? You were <laughs> assimilated as a juvenile, like us.
2: My parents were scientists studying the Borg. They took me with them. Uh, that childhood was a mistake. Was short. Childhood? The years between birth and physical maturity. When humanoids adapt to their roles as individuals. Perhaps you have memory of yours. I don't know. Not about your parents.
1: Really anymore? Do but... you remember them? No.
2: No memories. Your subvocal processor is malfunctioning. I can repair it for
1: you. His voice is changing. He's he's it's come a on. slight adjustment. He's a teenager.
2: It won't be painful. They first told me my malfunction could not be repaired until we reconnected with the Collective.
1: Well, they're... lying to you. Who is this one? This I think color. this is Ecab. Is that how you say his name? Something like that? My mother's hair was this color.
3: I thought we agreed. No irrelevant discussions. What is
1: no the punishment touching of for blonde hair, please. Deactivation. <laughs>
2: I engaged him in this discussion.
3: Return to your station.
1: Yeah, this this one, this number one guy here is kind of a big bully. He needs to be uh, needs to be taken down a little bit. Get him, give him a bloody nose, and then you'll see what happens.
2: I found some unsettling information. I examined their communication records. The Collective did receive the drone's initial distress call. How long before they arrived? The vessel was not dispatched. The Collective declared the neonatal drones irrelevant and severed their link to the Hive permanently.
0: They see them as damaged, unworthy of reassimilation. Precisely. Are the drones aware of this? No. They don't have the ability to decrypt the message. They don't want us Once anymore. They then, oh, no. They won't need our deflector. They might be willing to release the hostages.
2: Normally when drones learn they're irrelevant, they deactivate themselves. But these neonatal drones are unpredictable. They may not adhere to Borg
0: protocols.
1: They probably won't. You're right about that. It's kind of like if a child was rejected, you know, what would they do?
0: We could invite them to Voyager.
1: Yeah, you tried that already, but... When they realize they have no place else to go.
0: If you're
2: suggesting transforming them into individuals... That would be extremely difficult.
0: You turned out pretty well, Seven.
2: That's because I was prepared before you encountered me. What do you mean? When I was first captured by the Borg, I was young and frightened. I watched my parents assimilated. Then I was placed in a maturation chamber, and the hive mind began to restructure my synaptic pathways, purge my individuality. When I emerged five years later, the turmoil of my forced assimilation had been replaced with order. You may not be aware of this, Captain, but that order continues to be a source of strength for me. I could not have regained my humanity without it.
0: I appreciate your insights. But just because they didn't have the benefit of your Borg upbringing doesn't mean we're going to turn our backs on them. There has to be another way. Not all drones can be saved, Captain. Continue the repairs aboard the Borg Cube. We'll hold on to this information for now. Yes, Captain. They do have one thing going for them. You. If there's anyone who can reach them, it's you.
1: true three of
3: hearts on a transwarp conduit ensign king
4: of clubs on a power coupling i'm marking my route playing cards in case i have to come back the same way you shouldn't distract yourself mr i need a little distraction this hike is bringing
3: up some bad memories an earlier visit to a borg cube
4: Nope, a haunted house my parents took me to when I was six.
3: Borg vessels may be forbidding, but they are not haunted.
1: Yeah, well, Tuvok, T- maybe they are. Turn left, left. Hansen.
3: Nine of diamonds on a data node.
2: The resonance field collapsed. It'll take an hour to reinitialize.
3: These delays are intentional.
2: I'm working as efficiently as I can. Examine my work for yourself if you have doubts.
1: Look at my iPad here that I just gave this you. This data's
2: flawed. More likely it's your understanding of Quadric Field Theory that's flawed.
1: Yet, Ignore her! Don't get into a debate with She's Seven. She's trying to divide us. <laughs>
2: they rely on you, yet you lack the skills necessary to ensure their survival.
1: We've managed so far. We're Borg. No, you're have forgotten what that means. You're little kid. The
2: unity of the collective. Common goals. The quest for perfection I have not forgotten. But you don't need to remain drones to experience those things. Come back with me to Voyager.
3: Thirty-eight minutes. You're wasting time.
4: Another maturation chamber is malfunctioning.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Oh, it's the little baby one.
2: Its autonomic nervous system is failing. It's Borg. It will adapt.
1: Yeah, it's a baby. It's not
0: adapting. Let Seven help.
2: We can modulate the stasis field to stabilize its functions, at least temporarily. Assist me! The field is degrading. We need to transport it into an incubation pod. Quickly!
1: So then the baby uh, ends up over in this, like, little incubator. Trying to see if they... I think they used a real baby for this scene here, for part of it at least. yeah all these kids are like what the heck <laughs> they have no idea what to do with the baby their babies basically themselves
0: why is it doing that
2: its respiratory system is impaired and this incubation pod is malfunctioning we must transport this infant to voyager no the drone is part of our
1: collective the drone will die Not if it dies
3: Tetraon levels are rising. I'm getting closer. The shield generator should be directly ahead.
1: I see it. Yeah, so Harry's made his way obviously to the shield generator area, setting a few charges here. The first charge is in place. Tierbach? The little girl uh, picks up all of terry's playing cards
0: i like her she looks like seven of nine
1: is seven
3: your friend you know she's my friend too maybe someday your we
0: weapon all... won't
2: work here dampening field
0: how long has it been since you lost contact four or five minutes his bio signs doctor to the captain Please report to bay immediately. On my way. Keep looking for him. What's the emergency? I thought you should
3: see for yourself. Somebody left a bundle on our doorstep. I turned around and there she was, lying on a bio bed.
0: Seven must have beamed her here. A good
3: thing, too. A few more minutes and I wouldn't have been able to do anything for her.
4: It's hard to believe she could grow up to be a drone. Oh. Hey.
3: Hold her for a moment while I take some readings. Oh. I guess she just wanted to be held. Oh. The pathogen.
4: I
0: finished synthesizing it. Start working with Tuvok on a way to deploy the virus, Captain. You don't seriously plan to use it. If I have to. Her crew is priority. And don't force my hand.
2: You complain of delays, then you interrupt my
1: work. One interesting thing You're here is by this? is this baby is never really seen it's a much again. Charge they don't talk much about it but you'll you'll see that you know the what you tried
3: to deceive us
1: uh, they found harry now here with uh,
3: nanoprobes were injected into his bloodstream he won't survive without medical attention call your captain tell her to give us the deflector
2: that won't be necessary i only need a few more minutes to repair no more them. delays no more deceptions the deflector
1: yeah so here he's on the ground He's he looks pretty bad off. resistance
3: is futile
0: comply return Harry Kim then we'll talk we've talked enough your requests are irrelevant
3: comply or we'll assimilate the others
0: It'll take us at least an hour to dismantle the Deflector and transfer the components... Now! I can't give it to you now. It's complex technology that's part of our ship. We can't simply remove it, and no amount of threats from you is going to change that.
3: They've locked the tractor beam onto the Deflector.
0: They're trying to tear it off! Hull stress is increasing, breaches on decks 10 and 11. Increase shield strength and randomize the harmonics.
1: And blast that deflector! Why aren't they firing? Come on, Janeway. I'd say go ahead, assimilate them. You Even won't get with what you
2: want. your efforts to return to the hive will fail. They'll come for us. No, no, they won't. they won't. The Borg received your message, but chose to ignore it. They consider you irrelevant. Irrelevant? We are damaged. They don't want us. Ignore her.
3: It's another lie.
2: Their reply is in data grid 426. Use decryption protocol theta 3. Return to your station.
1: So Ikeb uh, goes over anyway to look at the transmission and... Oh, yep. She's telling the truth. another
3: deception. She's manipulating us transmission is authentic
2: it's a mistake the collective does not tolerate imperfection
1: then we'll assimilate
3: more species
1: prove we're worthy these other twin boys that are in this episode the smaller ones i don't think they have any lines Pulse at stress
0: all this reaching critical <laughs> levels reroute all emergency power to structural integrity that'll buy us another minute at most captain
3: I've found a fluctuation in their shield grid near a plasma duct. It's too intermittent to beam out the hostages, but we could use it to deploy the pathogen. Captain. Not yet. There is
0: no alternative. There's always an alternative. We just need to find it. Their tractor beam draws power from the same grid as their shield matrix. If we use the deflector to send a feedback pulse along the beam, it could disrupt their shields. Do it. Yeah. More plasma.
1: Final no phasers. torpedoes, Come on. It'll
0: work. Prepare
2: to fire. You have no future with the Borg. But you do with Voyager. A chance to reclaim your real lives.
1: What do you know
3: about real lives?
1: Uh, look at me. You know.
2: Does he speak for all of you?
1: Well, you should make your speak. decisions
2: yourself. Uh, we don't as have any lines.
1: Sorry, in the script.
4: They are sending a feedback pulse through our tractor beam. Yeah, it's overloading our shield matrix. Adapt.
3: Their tractor beam is fluctuating. Their shields are dropping. Got a partial lock on the away
0: team. Boosting the confinement beam. I've got three of them.
3: Confirmed. Chakotay, Paris, and Neelix are in transporter room two.
0: What about Seven and Harry? We must be in a section that's still shielded. Amplify the feedback pulse. The other captives are gone.
1: Shields around this chamber are failing. Instructions. I don't know what to do. I'm not Borg enough.
2: Lower your shields.
1: We'll help you people
2: lower the shields
1: no and then seven gets knocked down by this number one guy but I don't think I don't think Hiccup's gonna like that idea leave her alone don't mess with Get my girlfriend back
3: to your station do what I say what you say i thought we were a collective
0: one mind one voice
3: i protected you gave you order your order your rules their feedback pulse is overloading the induction grids
2: this vessel will be destroyed we must evacuate no assist me (laughs)
1: Okay, the number one guy gets kind of zapped here by an overload.
2: they are damaged. I still. We have to resist.
3: The Collective will come for us.
1: Uh, did you not see the message?
2: Cortical implants are depolarizing. I can't help it. A new home.
3: You'll see. We are Borg.
2: Yes. We are Borg.
0: And sick bay and the rest of the away team is safe and sound as for the drones the doctors removed most of their implants leaving us with four very troubled children we've sent out calls to any brunali and Kadian ships that might be in the vicinity but we haven't gotten any responses so far and we're still trying to figure out where the other two came from it may take a while they could use the time i have a great deal to learn it might help if they had someone around who knew what they're up against.
1: Yeah, that's like you. I've never been
0: responsible for children. Mr. Neelix would be a wiser choice. From what I've seen, you are the one they've established a bond with. They'll be looking to you for guidance. Perhaps
2: I could help them avoid some of the obstacles I've encountered. Do we have to regenerate now?
1: Yes We don't want to go to bed, Seven but first, We
2: want to stay up I was able to salvage your assimilation profile. We want to go
1: play on the holodeck and play with NPD our pads names And our iPads. your biographical data Icheb, My oh. name was Icheb I keep saying Ichib.
2: Your name is Icheb
1: Echeb. I remember now It
4: was my father's second name
2: My designation is Mizati It's a pretty name Yes, it is. And it's all yours. Azan and Rebby. I'll tell you more about them tomorrow.
1: And the twins still have nothing to say.
2: Computer, decrease ambient lighting by
1: 60%. So they're in their little Borg. Uh, uh, regen chambers which all of a sudden now they have multiple ones I thought they only had one for Seven but uh, yeah
2: sweet dreams
1: so now Seven has four little kids to take care of except they still ignore that little baby at sick bay. what happened to the baby hmm. we don't know we will never know Well, anyway, that is the end of Collective Star Trek Voyager episode from Season 6. Yeah, it's a good one. I, I think, you know, I think there's a few few little weaknesses with it. I, I, I think they were a little too, it could have been simpler, like I said. You know, they could have just pretty much just stormed the place and did what they want. But, you know, Voyager a lot of times was about negotiating and, and, and not just charging in like that I could see in the TNG era, even, they would have just sent Worf over there with a couple of security guys and just grabbed their people and gotten out and left them on there and then taken off. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, perhaps. But, again, I I like the fact that they brought on some new Borg uh, to Voyager, gave Seven some things to deal with, gave her some more interesting stories. They figure into, you know, a few other episodes. They don't become, like, a, a big part of the crew they just sort of pop up from you know here and there there's a couple of episodes i think that they sort of are, are featured in a little bit more strongly you know that they're not just sort of side characters but uh, but anyway this uh this introduced them in season six and you see them sporadically throughout the rest of voyagers run and uh next i've got some comments i think from uh, rick moyer on this episode of voyager and then after that i will come back and wrap up uh, today's podcast
4: Hey everybody, it's Rick Moyer, Moyer Moyer777 from the forums and here I am, excited Rico that you are covering the awesome Voyager episode collective, love this, love this, love this, so much so that I was going to do a parody song to ACDC's Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, and was gonna, it was gonna say, we caught some por- Borg and their leaders are creep, but it didn't work because <laughs> I couldn't find the soundtrack that said had the background vocals that I could do. And they just kept saying dirty deeds done dirty cheap. So I'm sorry. We caught some Borg and Their leader's are creep. We caught some Borg and their leader's a creep. We caught some Borg and their leader's a creep. And then you'd have to, you have to go like this. Oh, well, anyway. Anyway, I thought that would have been really funny. But here's why I like the episode. Um, we get to see the kids who are a wonderful storyline as it goes on in Voyager. We get to see Seven of Nine again and how she reacts to children. And, of course, you know, the logical thing would be t- for Neelix to take care of him. But she actually kind of has a soft spot in her, her little Borg heart. And so, you know, we caught some Borg and their... Yeah, we caught some Borg and their leaders are a creep. What do you think? Yeah. Anyway, it was, a, it was a cool show. And it's always fun when you get to go on a Borg ship and see Janeway. And I just like Voyager quite a bit, so... That's my take on I really enjoyed this episode, and I'm glad you reviewed it. Hope everybody enjoyed it. So, uh, hey, everybody, happy Easter. And uh, this is Rick saying sayonara.
1: Oh, thank for your con- thank. You. <laughs> Sorry, thanks for your comments and and possible uh, a Borg song there that you were going to do, Rick. Yeah, I always always wondered where you where you get the the background music when you do those uh, parody songs. If you if you create it, I think sometimes you you have to sort of put it together. But I, I, I guess there's places on the internet or the web where you find. Uh, the different uh, uh, music tracks, you know, without the words, obviously put in. I, I, I suppose all the karaoke in the world has has created that, you know, where people get up and do the do the vocals and sing songs, but they're not, uh, you know, the vocals are taken out. It's just the music. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but you do so many great songs week after week for us. I, I, you know, don't feel ever that you have to do that. Uh, always just like to hear comments and didn't get really a lot this week on Voyager. I'm sure Kenny must be busy because I know Kenny loves Voyager and would have probably sent in a comments or, 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 or sent in comments for today's Voyager episode collective. And uh, I hope everyone enjoyed uh, listening to that. Uh, I, I, you know, one of the great things about doing treks in sci-fi and overdoing it um, for, you know, five and a half plus years of doing the the podcast, what am I, what am I still saying? <laughs> oh, got to wrap this up pretty quick here. I'm losing it. Uh, but I, I've said this before. Is I, each week I get to like pull out you know one of one of a, a fun Trek episode or not every week sometimes I do other topics but you know I get to pull out an episode watch it collect clips or, or just play it and, and, and comment along and it's a way for me to you know keep keep uh, you know Trek kind of alive for myself and fresh and and new you know a lot of these episodes I, I've seen. TNG and the original Trek, you know, a lot of the episodes I've seen multiple times. Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, I, I've not seen most of those episodes, maybe more than once or twice at the at the most. Probably a lot of them just once when I first saw them. So I do a little background check. I read up on, on some of the things, uh, you know, related to the episode uh, before I do the podcast. But uh, it, it's, you know, it's kind of fresh still for me to see these again. Especially it's been this episode, I think, first aired you know, ten years ago, something like that. Let me look up the uh let's see here, pull it up on memory alpha. I think they have the the air dates when they first aired. Uh maybe they don't. I thought they did. Uh Well, anyway, it was a it was a while ago, years ago where that when this first aired. I thought they had that on memory alpha. I guess I have to look up at uh Star Trek dot com I think lists that. Um uh, but anyway, oh, here we go. Yeah, I did finally find it. It is uh, about eleven years ago. It is from was first aired in on February sixteenth, two thousand. So yeah, each each week I get to uh, you know pick out a cool episode of Trek or like I said, every couple of weeks if I do Trek and watch it along with you and uh, talk about it. So that's always fun. Uh, let uh, let's go into what's going on on the podcast in the future next week. I am going to be doing a video cast. It's going to be actually a busy weekend. A good friend of mine, Mark, is getting married on Saturday, so congrats early for that. And the the Sunday episode, though, when I do the, the podcast, it's going to be a video cast. And what I'm going to do, and I, I'd really love to get some video from you guys, uh, the listeners, for this show too. But what I want to do is I'm going to cover this coming summer spring and summers uh, big blockbuster movies and we've got a lot of great stuff coming out for the geeks comic book movies and and, and just a lot of fun th- shows obviously I'm going to be focusing on the the sci-fi and fantasy type films you know like Thor Captain America Green Lantern the new Pirates movie Harry Potter uh, just just <laughs> I mean Green Lantern did I say that one already we've got just a, a just I say this a lot of times at this time of the year, every year, but I think this summer is going to be huge for movies. I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming, and I'm going to be covering that next week on the podcast, talk a little bit about a, a good chunk of those movies, and make my comments, predictions, what I'm really looking forward to. And what I'd love from you guys is just a short video clip, you know, maybe two or three minutes long, and, and just comment, send me in what, what movie this summer that you're looking forward to the most. What are you looking forward to seeing the Most out of these movies. I know a lot of people are looking forward to Harry Potter, some are really looking forward to uh, the Captain America movie. There's also a new sort of take on the Planet of the Apes coming out as well. Uh, lots of cool stuff, fun things to see. So send me a video clip. Uh, you can do that in a number of ways. If it's short enough, you can email it to trek at gmail.com. If you want to upload it FTP style to my web server, Web host, uh, I can give you information on that. Uh, if you have any questions on that, uh, just shoot me an email and I'll tell you how to do that. Or if you're a forum member, you guys know how to do that too. So uh, please send that in and I'll intersperse those with next week's video cast. I'm still working the schedule out for May. I'm going to have a uh, Comic Con in May to go to. Also, going to be doing a, I don't have any specific dates yet. I'm going to get the schedule, though, the upcoming schedule for about the next month or so up in the next couple of days. Oh, I'm going to be doing a joint uh, podcast with Jedi Jeff on the original Tron. Also tossing around the idea of covering the Blade Runner film, which I've never uh, covered on the podcast, and I think that would be a fun thing to do, along with some Trek episodes as well. So I'll get the schedule up soon, and you guys can check that out and see what uh, what's coming up for Treks in Sci-Fi and that's gonna just about do it for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Tell your friends, anyone that's into sci-fi and Trek, uh, to come on over and listen to the show. Join the forums, uh, podcast. Uh, you know, going out every week to all of my friends, and I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, iTunes reviews, please put those up if you haven't, and even if you have, you may be able to do a new one. I don't know how that works. I've heard different things on that, uh, but uh, you know, give it a go or or. Anyone who hasn't done a iTunes review, please do that. That would be fantastic. I'd love that. So everyone, take care. I think that covers everything that I needed to say for this time. And enjoy your holiday if you are listening to this, or I hope you did enjoy your holiday. I'm actually going to have. Uh, we're not doing the usual like you know Easter ham and that kind of stuff. We're going to cook some hamburgers on the grill, which uh, Lynn's mom's coming over and. I guess she, was, uh, she doesn't get to barbecue uh, where she lives very much. So um, we're doing that today for Easter dinner. And the weather here is getting a little bit better. It was nice yesterday. Today's a little cloudy, but the temperature has sort of increased. I guess it's only supposed to be about 50 Fahrenheit or so today. But that's it, folks. Take care. I'll talk to you again next time, next week with the videocast on Summer 2011 at the movies. So take care. Bye-bye.
3: This has been a We
0: Go Dusty podcast production.